We are back with some more college basketball action here for Saturday, February 11th. Got a great day of games on slate for today, so let's jump right into it. Now we start today's show off in the Missouri Valley as Murray State takes on Bradley. Murray State comes into this game as the 131st overall team in the high tip of power ranking. Bradley is the 82nd overall team. And overall, it's a Bradley team that has been playing some very solid basketball as of late coming to this game on a five-game winning streak. Overall, 11-4 and four in conference play. But not without mentioning, Bradley did lose this game um, in the first meeting between these two earlier in Missouri Valley play. But Murray State has kind of struggled down the stretch. You know, coming to this game on two straight losses to Indiana State and Drake. And offensively, they just haven't been nearly as strong strong of a team this season have not done a great job shooting the basketball only a 48.9 effective field goal percentage for them on the season and they're also only hitting 30.7 percent from beyond the arc bradley on the other hand has been a really good shooting team this season a 53.5 effective field goal percentage on the season and they're hitting 36.8 percent from beyond the arc not to mention reich mast has been a really strong forward for this bradley team this year 14.1 points per game also leads them in rebounds with 8.1 rebounds per game and that is an area especially on the defensive side of things that bradley has been very very strong um, pulling down 75.8 percent off the defensive glass the 25th best defensive rebounding team in the entire nation this season murray state hasn't been terrible defensively rebounding the basketball pulling down 71.7 percent off the defensive glass but certainly bradley gets the advantage there and bradley just defensively overall has been a very strong team their shot defense has also looked very good this season only giving up a 46.6 effective field goal percentage on the season while murray state's allowing a 51.2 um, bradley's also held their opponents to 32.4 percent from beyond the arc while murray state allowing 33.6 percent and yes murray state did get the win at home in the first meeting between these two teams and 10 and a half points is certainly a lot to lay but it's a bradley team that's been playing very very good basketball and i think they get some revenge here in this game after that first meeting taking bradley minus 10 and a half here against murray state now, it wouldn't be a Saturday show without a little Summit League action. We got Denver taking on North Dakota State. Denver comes into this game as the 310th overall team in the hot Tibet power ranking. North Dakota State is the 192nd overall team. And certainly, both these teams haven't been without their flaws this season. Coming to this game with losing records um, for both of them. Denver, you know, lost the first meeting between these two teams at home by 20 points in that first game. And certainly, they have had some struggles as the season has gone gone on coming to this game off back-to-back -back losses against st thomas in north dakota north dakota state coming into this game following the win against omaha on thursday night but denver hasn't been in my opinion nearly as bad as the record might say um you know they have done a decent job shooting the basketball this season a 51.7 effective field goal percentage and hitting 32.1 percent from beyond the arc um, Tommy Brunner has led the way for Denver this season, 16.4 points per game this year. Um, it's really been a pretty solid score and, and really, you know, has kept them on pace with what North Dakota State has done shooting-wise this season. For North Dakota State, a 52.4 effective field goal percentage on the season and hitting 34% from beyond the arc. But one area that Denver does certainly have the advantage on the offensive side of things is in the rebound department. Denver is pulling down 30.7% off the offensive glass. They really do a really good job offensively rebounding the basketball um, North Dakota State not so much only pulling down 23.9 percent off the offensive glass now granted North Dakota State has a really good defensive rebounding team um, you know ninth best in the nation actually coming into this game pulling down 77.5 percent 
off the defensive glass. Denver pulling down 72.2% off the defensive glass. Certainly not a terrible stat line by any means in that department. And yes, Denver has struggled here in Summit League play. They're 4-10 and 10 overall. You know, haven't played nearly as well on the road this season. But nine and a half points is a lot in a matchup where North Dakota State has also really struggled on the defensive side of things, have not been a great shot defensive team um, this season. And, and really, I think these are two teams that are just way closer to even than they are far apart. I'm taking Denver plus nine and a half here against North Dakota State. Now we head to the Sun Belt for the next game on today's car. James Madison taking on Coastal Carolina. James Madison comes into this game as the 146th overall team in the Hot Tibet Power Ranking. Coastal Carolina is the 221st overall team. And it, it's a James Madison team that has been playing fairly strong basketball this season. I mean, they do come into this game following the loss to Georgia Southern, but you know, overall went on a heck of a stretch in their games before that, winning six of their last eight games. And overall, James Madison. Madison has done a good job shooting the basketball this season, a 52.4 effective field goal percentage of the season. They're hitting 34.8% from beyond the arc. Terrence Edwards is a really good player for this James Madison team, 12.6 points per game. Hard to hate what James Madison has done offensively. And as far as Coastal Carolina goes, you know, maybe didn't look horrible early in, you know, Sunbelt conference play here. Um, but ever since that Chicago State game, it's a Coastal Carolina team that has really just been struggling to score points, just been struggling struggling to win basketball games coming into this game on a six game losing streak they are not a very good shooting team only a 47.1 effective field goal percentage on the season they're also only hitting 30.4 percent from beyond the arc and you know for all the struggles that coastal carolina has had on the offensive side of things this season it really just gets even worse on the defensive side of things i mean for coastal carolina coming to this game 335th in defensive efficiency james madison much better on the defensive side of the basketball 70th in in defensive efficiency and it really shows across the board i mean james madison um, has done a good job shot defense wise only giving up a 49.5 effective field goal percentage they're also only allowing 31.3 percent from beyond the arc coastal carolina comparatively giving up a 52.6 effective field goal percentage and 35.7% from beyond the arc. But one area that I really love this James Madison team is in the turnover department. They are forcing turnovers on 22.9% of their opponent's possessions, the 21st best team in the entire nation in that category. Coastal Carolina just not up there with them, only forcing turnovers on 15.4% of their opponent's possessions, 338th in the country in that category. And straight up it's just a coastal carolina team that has really been struggling um here as of late you know lost to this james madison team in the first meeting and, and james madison coming off the loss to georgia southern on the road once again in this game i think they get things turned around i think they win this game pretty handedly taking james madison minus six here against coastal carolina now we head to the MAC for this next game as Bowling Green takes on Ball State. Bowling Green comes into this game as the 265th overall team in the Hot Tibet Power Ranking. Ball State is the 217th overall team. And, you know, overall, these are two teams that have kind of just been completely opposite here the last few weeks of the season. Bowling Green coming into this game on a four-game losing streak. Ball State coming into this game on a four-game winning streak. Now, granted, those numbers are a bit deceiving. Bowling Green, you know, playing some of the toughest of the teams in the conference ball state um, playing some of the worst teams in the conference so you got to take that with a grain of salt but overall it is a ball state team that, that offensively speaking 
has done a really good job shooting the basketball this season a 52.6 effective field goal percentage on the season and they're hitting 37.6 percent from beyond the arc ball state is the 22nd best three-point shooting team in the entire nation this season jaron coleman has also been a star player for this ball state team dropping 14.9 points per game overall a ball state team that has just been playing some good basketball um, but bowling green offensively speaking isn't a whole you know heck of a lot farther behind them um, they've also been a strong ish shooting team maybe not quite as good as ball state but not a bad shooting team a 50.9 effective field goal percentage and hitting 34.7 percent from beyond the arc but one area that bowling green has really struggled in this season is on the defensive side of things um, coming to this game 322nd in defensive efficiency ball state is the 192nd overall team and ball state shot defense wise has been the better team only giving up a 50.2 effective field goal percentage and 37 percent from beyond the arc bowling green giving up 53.2 percent from um, effective field goal percentage and 35.8% from beyond the arc. And, and really the key for Ball State in this game is going to be to slow things down. It'll play a slower style of basketball because Bowling Green has found success when they can push tempo um, and, and play, you know, upbeat and, and try to, to beat you that way. Um, I think Ball State slows it down, plays their style of basketball, um, and pulls out another big win here in this game. Taking Ball State minus eight here against Bowling Green. Now we head to the Big Ten for this next game as Indiana takes on Michigan. Indiana comes into this game as the 20th overall team in the Hot Power Ranking. Michigan is the 30th overall team. And, you know, for Indiana, after a bit of a slow start <laughs> to Big Ten play, have really got things turned around, have really looked like a great team as of late, winning seven of their last eight games. Michigan, on the other hand, um, has, has looked better as well as of late. You know, wins their last three games. And at the moment, both these teams sit at eight and five here in Big Ten play. You know, as far as Indiana goes, though, have been a very, very good team on the offensive side of the ball you know one of the better shooting teams in the entire nation this season a 55.1 effective field goal percentage on the season and hitting 38.2 percent from beyond the arc obviously trace jackson davis the biggest reason why they've been such a great team this season 19.8 points per game for him um, and he's also been a monster rebounding the basketball pulling down 11.3 rebounds per game i mean when you can average a double double on the season um you know you're a great player you know you're you know getting things going in the right direction for your team and as far as michigan goes yeah they haven't done nearly as good shooting the basketball um but they're by no means a bad shooting team of 51.8 effective field goal percentage they're hitting 35.3 percent from beyond the arc and in their own right hunter dickinson has been the star player for them as well 18 points per game 8.5 rebounds per game um really you know two teams with two star players coming into this one um and on the defensive side of things i would still give indiana the slight edge coming into this game um you know their shot defense has you know been about even with michigan maybe slightly better a 47.1 effective field goal percentage giving up a 32.8 percent from beyond the arc michigan allowing 48.5 effective field goal percentage and 31.7 percent from beyond the arc but overall it's an indiana team um, that i've just been sold on this season um you know in my opinion got things going in the right direction right here at the right time um, have looked like a very strong basketball team as of late and even going on the road here in this game i think it's a game that indiana can keep close and really keep competitive here against this michigan team taking indiana plus three here against michigan
Now we head to the WAC for this next game as Sam Houston State takes on Abilene Christian. Sam Houston State comes into this game as the 125th overall team in the Hot Tibet Power Ranking. Abilene Christian is the 139th overall team. And, you know, as far as WAC teams go this season, Sam Houston State has certainly been near the top of the conference. You know, do come into this game following the loss to UT Arlington, but, you know, win their previous five games before that. Um, and it really is a Sam Houston State team that has obviously been playing well. You know, the, the pick wins over Oklahoma and Utah to start the season you know been a strong basketball team this year um, Abilene Christian on the other hand not a terrible team I mean they've won four of their last five games a solid win um, against Seattle on the road for sure but they haven't done nearly as good of a job shooting the basketball. They're not a bad shooting team, a 50.9 effective field percentage, 36.2% from beyond the arc, but they haven't kept up with Sam Houston State, but th that really is hard as far as WAC teams go. I mean, Sam Houston State is one of the best, a 52 effective field goal percentage, um, and even the WAC outside of the WAC, the entire nation, they're one of the best three-point shooting teams this season, third in the entire country, hitting 39.7% from beyond the R. Quad Grant has led the way for Sam Houston State with 13.3 points per game. Been a great score for the Sam Houston State team. And offensively, they've looked very, very good. But it's not just the offense. Sam Houston State has been very strong on the defensive side of things as well. I mean, their shot defense more than eclipsing Abilene Christian. I mean, Abilene Christian has really struggled in the shot defense department, giving up a 55.3 effective field percentage um, and 35.1% from beyond the arc. Sam Houston State only allowing a 50.1 effective field goal percentage and 33.7% from beyond the arc. But another big reason I love Sam Houston State so much this season is their rebounding, pulling down 31.9% off the offensive glass. Abilene Christian only pulling down 25.7% off the offensive glass. And they've also been the better team on the defensive side of things rebounding the ball, pulling down 72.5% off the defensive glass. Evelyn Christian only pulling down 70.4% off the defensive glass. Overall, Sam Houston State only being a one-point favorite coming into this game is a bit surprising. Um, and I think especially coming off that UT Arlington loss on the road last Saturday, you know, having that full week of rest. Granted, Evelyn Christian does too. But nonetheless, I think it's a Sam Houston State team that's going to be ready to play in this game, taking them minus one here against Abilene Christian. Now we head to the Horizon League as Oakland takes on Milwaukee. Oakland comes into this game as the 228th overall team in the Hot Tibet Power Ranking. Milwaukee is the 291st overall team. And this is a Milwaukee team that I have absolutely loved betting this season. Um, you know, even though we certainly have had varying levels of success being on them, they really have absolutely just turned things around and looked like a completely different team from where they were a year ago. I mean, Bart Lundy has done a great job with this Milwaukee program, and a large part comes just with how well they've shot the basketball. A great shooting team, a 52 effective field goal percentage on the season, and they're hitting 35.8% from beyond the arc. B.J. Freeman doing a great job, job dropping 16.9 points per game for this Milwaukee team and you know Oakland on the other hand while they do come into this game on a two-game winning streak and even got the win over Milwaukee earlier in the season they just haven't done a great job shooting the basketball only a 49.2 effective field goal percentage of the year and they're only hitting 31.3% from beyond the arc not to mention their defense really doesn't stack up with Milwaukee giving up a 53.8 effective field goal percentage on the season and allowing 36.3% from beyond the arc Milwaukee has also had a really good defense only allowing 47.4 effective field goal percentage and giving up 30.6% from beyond the arc and really the key for Milwaukee and the key for Milwaukee all season long 
is to push tempo and score a heck of a lot of points, and they do a great job of doing that. They're the 20th fastest team in the entire nation in adjusted tempo, Oakland 124th, and I think that's going to be the key to success once again for Milwaukee in this game, and I think at home, coming off the win against Detroit on Thursday, they do it again. Taking Milwaukee, minus 3.5 here against Oakland. And quickly, before we get into the second half of Saturday's show, if you haven't already checked out the website, what are you doing? Go over to hottipbest.com. Got college basketball, NBA, NHL, NFL, UFC, horse racing picks being posted every single day. Got a great weekend of sports here, so make sure you take a look at all of those picks. Also, follow the Hot Tip Bets main account at Hot Tip Bets on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Also, follow my personal accounts at Hot Tip Bets Chris on Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, as well as on Betstamp, where you can get early access to all of my picks. You get a notification every single time i place a bet and all of those links are down in the description below and also if you are watching here on youtube hit that like button subscribe to the channel hit the bell notification so you don't miss out on any future content and most importantly drop a comment down below let me know who you guys are betting on here for saturday and let's get into the second half of this show now we head to the Big East for this next game as Seton Hall takes on Villanova. Seton Hall comes into this one as the 49th overall team in the high to power ranking. Villanova is the 28th overall team. And, you know, both these teams were at a strange spot for a lot of different reasons coming into this season. Obviously, Shaheen Holloway taking over for Seton Hall after, you know, the, the unprobable run um, to the Elite Eight last season. Villanova, uh, Kyle Neptune taking over as Jay Wright retires and these are two teams that have had interesting courses to the season thus far. I mean, Villanova offensively hasn't been a bad team, but certainly not the teams we've seen in years past. The 52.1 effective field goal percentage of the season, and they are hitting 33.3% from beyond the arc. And, and certainly when you stack them straight up against Seton Hall, they have been the better shooting team. I mean, Seton Hall isn't a great team offensively, only hitting a 49.1 effective field goal percentage and 32.6% from beyond the arc. But Shaheen Holloway has brought that defensive magic to the Seton Hall team and really has them looking like a very very strong team I mean they come into this game 17th in defensive efficiency this season while Villanova is 103rd in defensive efficiency and it's really shown Seton Hall has done a great job on the defensive side of things their shot defense has been incredible this season only giving up a 46.8 effective field goal percentage on the year and only allowing 30.3 percent from beyond the arc Villanova on the other hand giving up a 51.2 effective field goal percentage on the year and 34.5 percent from beyond the arc not to mention Villanova has struggled a bit more in the turnover department this season um, only forcing turnovers on 17.2 percent of their possessions while Seton Hall has forced them on 20.2 percent of theirs and yeah Seton Hall you know comes into this game following the loss to Creighton but before that game they were on a heck of a stretch winning seven of their eight games before that one Villanova on the other hand you know comes into this game following the win over to Paul and kind of in the opposite fashion they had, weren't doing great only winning two of their previous eight games before that one um i think you know seeing hall with you know it's coming off the loss is going to be ready to play even on the road here against this villanova team it's just a villanova team has who has struggled um against the top half of the big east this season taking seaton hall plus five and a half here against villanova now we head to the Mountain West as Wyoming takes on Boise State. Wyoming comes into this game as the 91st overall team in the Hot Tibet Power Ranking. Boise State is the 47th overall team. 
For Wyoming, you know, have really struggled here this season, have not been a great team, especially in conference play, only two and nine overall in conference play. Boise State, on the other hand, has really, you know, surprised me, and, and Leon Rice has done a really good job with this team this season, eight and three in conference play. Do come into this game following the loss to San Diego State in their last one, certainly a game where they did not look great, um, but overall, it's a Boise State team that has played well this season, you know, beat this Wyoming team on the road by 17 points earlier in the year and offensively speaking well Boise State is not really considered a powerhouse offensively they've done a good job shooting the basketball 51.8 effective field goal percentage of the season and hitting 35.7 percent from beyond the arc Tyson Dagenhart has led the way for this Boise State team with 14.2 points per game this season um, you know offensively speaking Boise State has certainly done enough to stay competitive in these basketball games this season but if you can give Wyoming credit for anything they've done right this season it would be on the offensive side of the ball um, hitting a 52.5 effective field goal percentage on the year and 34.6 percent from beyond the arc but that's about as far as we can go as comparisons to these two teams um, you know defensively speaking Boise State is, is just the far far superior team um, and, and Boise State is a great basketball team across the board um, you know defensively they come to this game 10th in defensive efficiency while Wyoming is 250th and it really shows Boise State's shot defense has just been absolutely insane this season a 45.3 effective field goal percentage is all they're giving up wyoming is allowing a 53.6 effective field goal percentage and boise state has also held their opponents to 27.3 percent from beyond the arc the fifth best perimeter defense in the entire nation this season wyoming on the other hand allowing 36.6 percent from beyond the arc um, 317th in the nation in that category and i really think for boise state coming off of a very disappointing road loss you know a 20 point loss at san diego State, um, you know, back at home against a Wyoming team that has really just struggled away from home this season, you know, hasn't won a true road game and it already got blown out by Boise State once this season, even at 13 and a half points. I think it's too low of a spread for Boise State taking them minus 13 and a half here against Wyoming. Now we head out to Spokane for a West Coast Conference game here between BYU and Gonzaga. BYU comes into this game as a 71st overall team in the high tippet power ranking. Gonzaga is the sixth overall team and you know overall while Gonzaga certainly hasn't been you know up to the, the standard that we've held Gonzaga at the past few seasons they're by no means a bad team you know coming to this game 20 and 5 on the season 9 and 2 here in West Coast Conference play got the win over San Francisco on Thursday night um, you know following that loss to St. Mary's last Saturday um, you know once again a strong team in Gonzaga and BYU on the other hand is interesting this season you know certainly haven't been a great basketball team i mean they did keep it within one point against gonzaga at home in the first meeting but you know overall six and six in west coast conference play right at 500 um certainly a team in byu who could use some improvements offensively speaking they haven't done a great job shooting the basketball they're not the worst in the country by any means um but they're really just an average shooting team a 51.1 effective field goal percentage and 31.9 percent from beyond the arc and you know on the other side of things gonzaga has been it has been anything but average shooting the basketball you know if we can give credit to one thing for Gonzaga they're a strong strong offensive team once again this season a 57.3 effective field goal percentage for them on the year and they're hitting 37.8% from beyond the arc truly if BYU wants to stay in this game and wants to keep it competitive um, you know going to the kennel in this game it's going to be on the defensive side of things and you know for giving BYU credit they have been a strong defensive team this season you know only giving up a 
39 effective field goal percentage on the year, while Gonzaga is allowing a 51.8 effective field goal percentage. BYU has also held their opponents to 34.4% from beyond the arc, while Gonzaga allowing 34.7% from beyond the arc. And in one area that I really like this BYU team is in the rebounding department, pulling down 77.3% off the defensive glass gonzaga only pulling down 74.3 percent off the defensive glass byu actually still has the advantage in the offensive rebounding department as well pulling down 31.2 percent off the offensive glass gonzaga 30.8 percent off the offensive glass and yeah it's a byu team that quite frankly has you know not looked good in in some very interesting spots this season it's about the only way i can say it but i think going on the road here against the gonzaga team that they already kept close at home um they're able to do that once again here in this game taking BYU plus 12 here against Gonzaga next up on the card we got a Mountain West showdown between Utah State and San Jose State Utah State comes into this game as the 51st overall team in the high tippet power ranking San Jose State is the 229th overall team and obviously it's a Utah State team that offensively has been very very good this season I mean Ryan Odom has done a great job building this team you know they started the year off nine and oh have struggled a bit more um you know especially as conference play has gotten rolling here coming to this game following the loss to San Diego State but overall still nice 19 and 6 on the season have been a very, very good basketball team. San Jose State maybe is, you know bounced around a little bit more than that but they did keep it within one point against this utah state team on the road earlier in the season um you know for san jose state coming to this game following the loss to fresno state um but they're not a bad team offensively speaking they've done a fine job shooting the basketball a 52 effective field goal percentage of the year and hitting 34.5 percent from beyond the arc omari moore has led the way for san jose state this season with 16.7 points per game but they go up against utah state with one of if not the best offenses in the entire mountain west this season i mean offensively speaking they come into this game 12th in offensive efficiency um really just a great team shooting the basketball 56.2 effective field goal percentage of the season um, and they're hitting 40.4 percent from beyond the arc they're the number one three-point shooting team in the entire nation right now utah state and ryan odom doing a great job there but defensively speaking, you know, they're not a ton better than what San Jose State has done this season. San Jose State has actually been a fairly strong team on the defensive side of things, you know, only allowing a 48.8 effective field goal percentage of the season, while Utah State giving up a 49.3. Um, San Jose State also only allowing 34.9% from beyond the arc, while Utah State giving up 36.4. Um, and like I said, we already saw San Jose State play this Utah State team to one point in their first meeting and getting five and a half points at home here in this game, especially coming off the loss to Fresno State. I think it's a San Jose State team that's going to be ready to play um, and bounces back here in this game, taking them plus five and a half here against Utah State. Now we go to the Pac-12 for this next game as UCLA takes on Oregon. UCLA comes into this game as the third overall team in the hot tippet power ranking. Oregon is the 43rd overall team. And Obviously, if you've watched these videos all season long, you know I don't really love this Oregon team and have bet against them quite a bit this season. You know, we were on or against them last Saturday night um, against Arizona State. And, you know, we've had a lot of varying levels of success betting against this team. But really, I truly believe, refuse to believe that Oregon and Dana Altman have a great basketball team this season. I just don't see it. I mean, offensively speaking, they're not a bad shooting team, but they're certainly not a great shooting team. Only a 51.6 effective field goal percentage of the season. And they've really struggled from the perimeter, only hitting 31.3% from beyond the arc. Now, offensively speaking, UCLA isn't like leaps and bounds better shooting wise, uh, but they've been a strong shooting team as well, a 51 
51.7 effective field goal percentage and has certainly been the better team from three hitting 35.7 percent from beyond the arc i mean james clark campbell have all been great shot scorers for this ucla team all season long um but it's not just the offensive side of things and, and more importantly the defensive side of things for ucla They've been a very, very strong basketball team coming to this game third in defensive efficiency on the season. Um, and their shot defense has been absolutely remarkable. A 47 effective field goal percentage is all they're giving up. Oregon giving up a 47.9. And UCLA has held their opponents to 30.4% from beyond the arc. Oregon giving up 33.4% from beyond the arc. But the biggest category, and I think one of the biggest advantages that UCLA can use in this game to their advantage to get the victory on the road is going to be in the turnover department because Oregon has really struggled in that area on both sides of the basketball and ucla has been absolutely dominant ucla is only turning the ball over on 15.9 percent of their possessions while oregon turns it over on 19.2 percent of theirs and ucla defensively also does a really good job forcing turnovers the fourth best team in the entire nation forcing turnovers on 25 percent of their opponent's possessions oregon only forcing turnovers on 17.3 percent of their opponent's possessions Overall, it's just a UCLA team that has been playing some very, very good basketball. It's an Oregon team that, like I said at the beginning, even though it may not be warranted at this point, it's a team that I refuse to believe is as good as they're getting hyped up to be. I think going on the road, even in this game, even going to Eugene, playing at the worst court in college basketball, I think UCLA gets the win um, and covers the spread here, taking them minus two and a half here against Oregon. We close out Saturday's show in the Big West as UC Riverside takes on UC Irvine. UC Riverside comes into this game as the 178th overall team in the hot tippet power ranking. UC Irvine is the 120th overall team. And, you know, it's a UC Irvine team that I've really enjoyed watching this season. Overall, they are 9-3 and three here in conference play. UC Riverside not far behind them, 9-4 and four overall. Both these teams coming off of wins in their past games. Um, but UC Riverside has struggled a bit more on the offensive side of things. Haven't been a great shooting team. Certainly not a bad shooting team, um, but certainly not up there as well as UC Irvine has done for Riverside. Only a 49.8 effective field goal percentage on the season, but they are hitting 35.3% from beyond the arc. But UC River or UC Irvine is going to have the advantage in just the, you know, the pure shot scoring department of 51.9 effective field goal percentage, and they're hitting 37.6% from beyond the arc not to mention dawson baker has done a really good job scoring points for this uc irvine team dropping 14.8 points per game and uc irvine has also looked very good on the defensive side of the ball only giving up a 46.1 effective field goal percentage on the season uc riverside giving up a 50.8 effective field goal percentage and uc irvine has held their opponents to 31.7 percent from beyond the arc uc riverside giving up a 34.8 three-point percentage this season and you know overall it's a UC Irvine team that has played very very well at home this season especially here in Big West play and going up against this Riverside team I think is a prime spot for UC Irvine to get another big win taking them minus seven here against UC Riverside